Hi. For those of you who are following something to do with cycles and seasons, you'll know that the official program started on the equinox, but actually it will continue for anyone who joins any time. It's just that the pattern of the equinox is a significant entry point into certain qualities of what would not be available in a different season. In the Northern Hemisphere, um, we're dealing with the autumn season and the first month of autumn. The first month of autumn is significant in a way that it is the personal experience of the increase of feeling. The first step into your feelings inside yourself. Hence, the first month of autumn is like the sunset, where the sensory functions of eyesight and others are slowly closing down as the sun sets, preparing us to go into the peace of the evening and then open into the spirit world through sleep. That sequence is very significant. So I'm encouraging you to just recognize that a sincere desire to feel more of who you are is going to go through specific stages. And I'm going to describe just a little bit of these stages of the increase of feeling. And they're literally like these diameters behind me. You'll find that there are different degrees of feeling as you go through each month of the year. And all of them have sets of three. There are three months in a season, for example. And between midnight and 6 a.m., there is a set of two hours times three, there's six hours. And between sunrise and midday, there's another set of three. And from midday to sunset, there's another set of three. Now these sets of three are things I'm still learning about. But I wanted to share with you um, some of my experience that happened maybe four years ago, as I first started to develop this program, I was doing something called the protocol, which is how to take a triggered emotional moment of whatever degree or subject and process that by circulating the feeling inward. Most people, they are prepared without knowing it. They are prepared for a trigger meaning they have a sociological memory in their life. They have a childhood memory. They have a family tree memory, an epigenetic memory that has already preconditioned them to have a form of reaction to things that arrive. So you'll notice it yourself. You'll have a trigger, an emotional response to something that happens socially or on the television or on the news 
you'll have a triggered reaction. The message in this is rather than projecting it back, you turn it around and you say thank you as you take it in. What that means is your nervous system is already prepared to have a memory of how to respond to certain sensory conditions, sight, sound, color, shape, smell, whatever it is, it's already ready. And when that condition is met, there is a impulsive reaction to create an emotional movement. At the moment of this emotional moment, you can do this. You can actually take this emotional trigger in that moment and take that specific trigger and learn how to gradually reach and access the long-term memory that's actually held inside you holding that programmed reaction. Now we want to do that in order to liberate feelings and memories from childhood and the family tree and so on so that we can be liberated from compulsive, addictive, impulsive reactions that manage to occupy most of our living time and space and our triggered reaction over a series of decades is actually suffocating our ability to live, breathe, be happy, and so on. I want to share with you something I discovered quite in a serendipity way, but I'll, it's going to sound odd, but I'll go through the sequence. I found myself processing these triggers, and each time I process that trigger, I'm asking for the truth about this trigger. I would say something like, thank you for this trigger and the feelings therein. I sincerely want to know the truth about this trigger and the feeling that drives it and every feeling like this I've ever denied. I want to feel the truth. Here comes another one. I want to feel the truth. Here comes another one. I want to feel the truth. After doing this for about four months, I had a series of events that I'm still trying to figure out, but I'm going to let you do your own with it. And the first thing that happened was I started, I brought the energy in once and my energy field suddenly opened. And what I experienced was a noticeable increase in what I would define as empathy which is the ability to feel the feelings of others. It was a noticeable increase in my capacity to feel. In the process of doing that and being with it, my first impulse of feeling this wave of empathy is I first wanted to point my new experience toward other things, trees, birds, clouds, occasionally a person, but empathy is an extended ability to feel. Now in the process of doing that, it was literally for me, 
like the feeling of body surfing on a wave. A voice came and spoke very clearly and said, put it inside you. Well, at first, I didn't really want to do that because I'm a child with a toy and I'm body surfing with my new empathy tricycle. But I practiced and I put it inside and my inner vision opened. And I know this is odd, but my inner vision opened and I found myself inside of a space no bigger than a walk-in closet. I was inside this walk-in closet, big enough to walk around in, and it was still pretty dark, couldn't see much, but I noticed I tripped over something. And I went down to see what it was I tripped over, and it was actually like a, uh, a body, like a statue of a body, half embedded in the floor, laying down. I go, whoa, this is somebody else's feeling memory embedded inside me. It's inside my space. What? What are you doing in here? But there was no answer. So I went a little further and I noticed right away there was a little statue. The statue was maybe a meter, a meter and a half high. And I went over to this statue and it was a humanoid statue, and I got closer to it and looked at it. It was a statue in childhood at a particular age. This vertical statue was a frozen memory inside me that had been the result of an encounter with somebody in my childhood and I was imprinted with a reaction, either theirs or mine, wasn't clear, but it was a frozen childhood memory inside me. Wow. Then I noticed that there was another one, but it was moving. And I went to find it, and I couldn't catch it. I go, I wonder what that one is. I couldn't catch it. There were three. Now, later on, the presence of three is very, very important because I'm going to suggest to you that you start to process triggers with at least the experimentation of these three. The symbols are self, others, and all. That each memory that I'm being triggered by and I'm now wanting to process comes from one of these three diameters, self, others, and all. That's as helpful as I can be on that. Then, while continuing to do the process, a few days later, my inner vision opened. I had another much larger image, this time instead of a closet, I was in something the size of a gymnasium. And in this gymnasium, there were, well, dozens of bodies frozen in the floor that would normally have tripped me up. These other bodies were ancestral memories 
embedded inside me. Ancestral memories. And it was obvious that they were from other people in my family tree. These were not put there by me. Then there were more statues. Uh, unfortunately, lots of them. Lots of frozen childhood memories inside me, either put there by somebody else's emotional reaction or in combination with my own emotional trigger that froze an emotional energy inside me and actually absorbed and immobilized some of my own maturity as a child to be frozen at that childhood level about that particular memory. And by the way, there were lots. But now I could also begin to see what kept eluding me because there were a whole bunch of other ones eluding me, but they were highly mobile. I realized what they were. There are other forms of memory, frozen little obstacles, but they were not frozen in the floor or they're not frozen like statues. They were like, if you will, uh, frozen hammers. And they were mobile, they moved. And I had the you know, shocking annoyance to realize that these were frozen memories inside me, put there by me. Choices I made to use my emotional capacity, like we all do, triggered by an anger toward someone or toward myself, so there were many of these in there of things that I had chosen to do. Quite shocking to see that there were these different degrees of types of memories inside me. But apparently the most damaging were the ones I had put there myself. Apparently it's not that difficult to remove ancestral memory put there by someone else. If you know it's there and you utilize the correct principles, you can begin to move it. It is possible to deal with frozen childhood memories. You can remove them, but they're not the biggest problem. At least 80% of the problem is those moments where I chose to use my will to respond. Now, it might have been as a result of tripping over an ancestral memory and repeating it, or tripping over a childhood memory and repeating it, the repetition of a childhood memory or an ancestral memory with my will is far more powerful Wow, that was not easy. I thought I was over with the lesson about these frozen memories when a month or so later, I had another one of these, but it was not in a closet, not in a gymnasium. But you may or may not remember a time in the U.S. where there was a shooter who was in the top of a 
hotel building in Las Vegas, sometimes labeled the Las Vegas shooter, where this person elaborately planned to go into a high hotel during a concert where thousands of people were attending a concert down below. And he opened up the window and he shot over 500 of them. He wounded over 500 people with automatic rifle fire, shooting into crowds and then intentionally shooting them one by one. 500 people wounded. 58 of those people died. It was a tragic national event. It was very deeply emotional. The harder part of it was, is that nobody in the investigation of this person could find a motive for why he did it. It wasn't about ex-military damage. It wasn't about race. It wasn't about religion. It wasn't about economic violence because he was a well-to-do millionaire. They could find no motivation for why this man, who apparently wasn't mentally ill that people could see, why would this man go up in this hotel and shoot 500 people? Emotionally shocking. Yeah, that's what you think. What was emotionally shocking is that I went to the space of looking down the barrel of the gun and my finger was on the trigger and my hand was on the gun during the time of the shooting. No, it wasn't me up there, but yes, it was me up there. The experience was the all or the collective. This event was a collective event set in motion by this group of people likely in the USA because it was a national type event, even though other people from different parts of the world read about it, saw it in the news or whatever, this said there were degrees. The closet, the gymnasium, the collective. The diameter of this collective was national. Who uses more about guns than Americans? Very few people in the world. So collectively, Americans created the social emotional environment where one person could act out their collective emotional violence. So who caused the violence? I did. Unresolved emotional damage inside me ancestral, social, or otherwise, or collective, I'm also contributing to unresolved emotional trauma by perpetuating my own emotional trauma within myself, my family, my community, and my country. In this regard, it was national. So you wonder what causes damage worldwide on a COVID? Who caused COVID? I did.
we did, what we have collectively done to ourselves, our families, our community, our resources, animals, nature, so on, it's a collective experience. It's global. Now, the difficulty is, you see how these circles get larger? They also are endowed with a specific magnitude of force. As you increase the diameter, what you're really doing is increasing the number of people involved in that diameter. That very first one in the closet, it was me and my family, my childhood, and somebody in my biological genetic tree. But it got larger in the second one and included people in the community or the neighborhood where I was. And then the larger one in included 300-some million Americans to create a collective us. Now, anytime that you start to increase the number of participants in a field, the magnitude of that energy is not arithmetic. It's much, much more powerful. So things that become global are actually utilizing the collective diversity of however many billions of people, we'll just say 8 billion for now, there are 8 billion people on Earth. And it utilizes the collective diversity of life force, and that's the magnitude that will be affecting people. Wow. Sorry, not done. So you think 8 billion is a lot, right? Self, others, and all includes a portion of the all that is all souls who have ever incarnated in this location which science would recognize, if you look it up, that maybe 60 billion to 120 billion people have ever incarnated on the earth. We're saying that the spirit world is also included in this last diameter of all. Not just all the people who are alive and breathing, but all the people for maybe thousands of years now, the magnitude of that inclusiveness of diameter increases the magnitude of the force that's available for you to transform yourself. Yeah, I know that's a little hard to understand. I'm seeing that the as much as there is a difficulty in the collective consciousness of the COVID, it's also telling us that massive doors are open. We can use this opportunity to go through these diameters with an increasing desire to want to increase our capacity to feel. We can do remarkable levels of personal movement, transformation of feelings, awareness, consciousness, be it on a self, others, or all. We are in an extraordinary time where we can grow dramatically. So I'm here to suggest that this very first month of this coming year, 
is a specific opportunity to increase your own ability to feel and utilize in a positive way what's occurring on the surface of the planet. Because these are extraordinary times. Maybe not worldwide, but apparently the figures are in the US that nearly all crime during the year of COVID went down, except for one, murder. Murder went up 29%. Why murder? Because it has a tendency to be domestic violence. Man, woman, violence. Men killing women, women killing men, parents killing their children, suicide or otherwise, power. Because that very, very small part is where we're started. We're there. We're at the very bottom of a scale of one, two, three, four, five, six. And the reason that we're there is there is so much polarity and opposite opposition, whether it's political, nationally, religions, whatever governments, man, woman. These individual spheres of inclusiveness have their own degree of volatility inside of them. Now, as, as difficult as that may be, it means that your innermost being is vibrating. It's moving, whether you know it or not, your family tree is vibrating with all of this. Your social emotional network around you, some families are yelling at each other, you're a vaxxer, you're an anti-vaxxer, you're a this, you're a left, you're a right. Wow. There's a lot of social emotional violence or anger I won't vaccinate, I will vaccinate, you will do this. There's mandates, you must. There's a lot of that going on. It's going on on all three levels. While it's going on on all three levels, it is accessible by you. Very cool. Okay, it's very cool to me meaning that you can access more deeply your personal experience of male-female inequity inside yourself. Feel it, process it, where? Right down at the bottom of the heart or slightly in the back. Take the lake of peace, go there, Take yourself, your family tree, your society, whatever you want, take it there. I do have some suggestions later on about the collective one. No, it's not necessary for you to process the entire collective one for everyone. If you try, you're going to suffer not necessary for you to process everyone else's personal issues on a collective level. 
that have gone on for thousands of years, only necessary for you to process your own. And yes, that'll come out into a social emotional network of people around you. And this is your social emotional network of people that's yourself and others around you, self, others. Yes, you're gonna to have to learn how to process that one and I have some suggestions, but when it comes to the collective one, you're gonna to have to look at something. What do you accept and what do you leave? Later on, we'll talk about what part of the collective have you contributed to the violence of the world to create COVID? Who has created this global problem? I have. I need to accept my part in it and not judge the rest, not accept the rest. Later on, that's called forgiveness. Later on, that's called transparency. It's called lots of other things. It's called metamorphosis and alchemy and lots of other things, but I need to accept my responsibility for what is truly my contribution to the global situation we're in and choose to no longer do that anymore. Easier said than done. Later on, we'll talk more thoroughly about what that represents, but it all starts in the first month. Self, self, and self. The personal desire to want to feel more about my true, authentic soul that I once was with an immaculate capacity for authenticity access from the bottom of my heart. The Lake of Peace. Just go to the Lake of Peace and you'll get a chance throughout the day to process different frequencies of experiences, sunrise, sunset, all day long. You're given the opportunity to prepare yourself to feel these, why it's so useful to use this very, very special time on earth to do miraculous things for yourself and everyone else. As difficult as it appears in the world, this is a sweet opportunity. I urge you to accept this great gift and this timing of consciousness in the maturity of mankind. I know this is a lot to consider. You never know what you're gonna get when it comes to this talk. So take of this what you can, leave the rest. If you get curious, come back again sometime. We'll have more to talk about. See you again.